everyone, it's Saturday. Time for another episode of Beyond Garnet. Let's get creative. May be too intense for some listeners. May be unsuitable for sensitive people. May cause dizziness. May cause drowsiness. May cause excitability. Safety goggles may be required for listening. Take with food. Avoid contact with skin. Avoid extreme temperatures and store in a cool, dry place. This is not legal advice. Must be present to it. Contents under pressure may contain small parts. Listen at your own risk. Hey everyone, oh, what a lovely guest I have for you today. You will know her from Providence, Strange Happenings, and Nashville. One of my most favorite humans, Julie Tapkin. Hey Julie, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Lana. Yeah, absolutely. Nice to be with you. Me too, I miss you. I don't get to see you very often. Oh, I know, I can't believe it's been a minute and a half since we've seen one another, but I've loved keeping up with you and everything that you're doing and listening to your well, I'm very excited to have you as a guest today because I think you are a tremendous actress. Have you filmed a class or anything in Nashville? I do, as a matter of fact. Um, I attend the Nashville Studio of Method Acting, and my coach is Tina Gallo. I really am enjoying all of the elements of that class, and I, I really enjoy, honestly, this is the first time I've, I've steadily trained, I suppose. You know, I've had coaches and I've right. done this here and the workshop there and everything, but I'm really enjoying just the steady, concentrated, constantly moving forward training uh, that I'm receiving from the National Studio. So, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. I'm glad you found a place like that. It's real. Yeah, I think it's, it's, really it's difficult to find um, studios or places to train where you can go steadily if you're not on the east coast or west coast right well and actually national city of method acting is fairly new she she opened her school in june of last year okay and and uh, we've got a, a really great core of uh, you know five to seven of us that have really been committed every single week and it just you can see growth and you can see opportunities to build on you know what what you were working on last week or even last month or you know, and it's funny looking back at some of my earlier things. I want to thank you I mean, for that sweet, sweet comment about you. That means so about me, about <laughs> acting, my acting from you. That just blesses my heart greatly. But it's funny now going back to see some of that old stuff. Um, I, I wish I could apply some of the techniques that I understand now. <laughs> right. But I guess we all do that, creatives. You know, we go back and see our finished products and think, you know, oh, I could have done that a little better, but... I guess that's why the next opportunity is always so exciting for us. Yeah, absolutely. Every day is an opportunity to do it again and, you know, do a little, you know, a little bit better than we did yesterday. Or yeah. At least take the perspectives that we learned from, you know, our, our previous days, the projects, and apply them. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the beauty of being human. Yes. Striving to, um, to surpass what we did before. Yes. Absolutely. It's nice to get that, like you've gone back and you've looked at some of your past projects and you think about how much you've grown as an actor and it makes you grateful for those first experiences that you had because they launched you and gave you um, sort of the guts to move forward. So you're talking about training down in Nashville and you're doing that steadily now and before you were taking a workshop here or a class there so that you're a great person to ask this question seeing the growth that you've made as an actor, what is the impact and the importance of training for an actor? Well, honestly, I feel like the importance for me personally uh, is, is the 
consistency of thought. You know, um, I know that I have a class coming up in six days. You know, and, right. And it constantly gets me thinking about you know, what we've been working on, um, what we've talked about, how I can take those those methods, those techniques, and tailor them to my individual acting style. Um, which is what I really like about this this training method is he, uh, you know, shares with us all of the masters, you know, Meisner, Strasberg, Chris Adler, um, and then we can take and look and, and try and practice and tweak and, you know, maybe Meisner doesn't work great for me, but Ruta Hagen works great for me. Right. And so I really appreciate that, that, you know, she allows us to explore the different techniques, decide what works for us, what we're willing to let work for us, and then also what doesn't work for us. You know, she never tells us this is the one and only way to do something. Right. And I appreciate that because as a creative, I'm always thinking about there's got to be a different way to do this, or you know, there's got to be a better way. Or we've done it this way three times. Let's try it a different way this time. Right. And I feel like we really get that permission and that that safe space to explore which is really, um, it, it's just so impactful to me in, in, in my everyday uh, working, you know. I'm, I'm constantly thinking, I'm constantly observing myself, people around me, behaviors, attitudes that, you know, you, you catch a vibe of, even though the, the person isn't necessarily projecting that. Yeah. Uh, so it teaches me to really observe um, how I and picking up on an attitude that's not being projected, you know. Yeah. So that helps me when I need to project an attitude that isn't to be over the top, you know, obvious. Yeah. Now, you mentioned a safe space, and I love that you brought this up because I think this is something that a lot of new actors face or actors who haven't done a lot of training or they've got sucked into training with just one person who makes them think that, it's their way or no way, those are not, that's not a safe space. So I love that you brought that up because I think that's something that new actors um, need to be aware of when they are seeking a place for training is make sure they feel safe to be open and vulnerable in their scenes. And if they're not, that's not the place for them. Right. Yeah, that's really, really good advice because it is important to feel safe. It's important to feel like and I don't know if a lot of creatives are this way. I suspect that they are, but we're perfectionists. And, you know, it, it pains us to make mistakes. Yes. You know? And so um, when making mistakes and exploring and just, you know, trying things out is part of your training, it takes that fear of, oh, I'm, I look silly or I'm doing it wrong or, you know, any of that. It just it really takes that, that fear away because the... The, the safe space, the opportunity to explore. Yes. Really, you know, that, that's what our craft is about. Yeah. Is the opportunity to explore behavior, to explore attitudes, to explore emotion, and, and how we do or don't project that readily. Julie, what were you like as a kid? I'm the youngest of four children. So oh, wow. I was, <laughs> um, so I was, I was the, the, the family clown. You know, I was I was constantly singing or you know making jokes or you know just uh, um, I've pretty much been the entertainer of the family. Always the entertainer. I love this. <laughs> always, always. Of course, my sisters were entertaining as well. So I honestly believe that 
I picked up on that and thought, I'm going to do what big sisters do. And then just like every younger child, you know, they're a little extra. So <laughs> take it a little extra. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's so fantastic. Do you remember your first performance for your family? You know what I do? My very first performance was a church Christmas program called Salty's Christmas Calamity. And I was seven years old, and I got to sing a solo uh, away in the manger with my solo. And I still, uh, just vividly, I can remember um, how, how that felt from that moment on. I, I just always sought for opportunities to, uh, to share that joy. And well, so speaking of singing, you have an album out. I do. I'm excited yeah. about this. Your album is Denim with Diamonds? Denim with Diamonds. Tell me what your experience was like going in and doing this album. Oh, my goodness. Um, it was a great experience. Um, first of all, let me, let me just tell you that um, the music business is very difficult, and it was never anything that I ever thought that I would want to pursue. Yes. I'm not a competitive person, you know. <laughs> I kind of like, 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 take the easy way, <laughs> you know, to set myself up for success, you know. Um, yeah. and, uh, and so I, I had... Uh, performed in a movie called Mission Improbable, and uh, the president of my label, Platinum Planet Records, saw me in that movie, and then began contacting me and, and talking to me about writing songs for his label. So I signed with Platinum Planet in um, 2016, and it's the fall of 2016, and so it took us two years to finish the album. But they're all self-written. The musicians are just incredible. I'm so blessed by uh, the people playing behind me. I and mean, I have Brian White and Gary Lund and Dennis Morgan, um, you know, true artists in their own right. Uh, I'm, I'm very proud of the caliber of talent that is playing on these tracks. And right. Then, uh, we released the album digitally February 14th, and then um, we just got the CD uh, a week ago. So they're going out now for our pre-orders, um, available now um, at any of my live gigs, which are canceled or postponed at this time. Yeah. <laughs> but I know, it'll, it'll all pick back up, and, and uh, there are numerous ways to, to, hear, to hear the music. Now, if someone wanted to download this, where can they download it? You can download it on Amazon, you can um, Apple Music, iTunes. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Reverb Nation. Uh, I also have a website, deeplytaskin.com, uh, that you can hear the music and also order the CD if you are so inclined. Awesome. It's so exciting. Here's a little clip from Dodge That Bullet off Julie Tapkin's debut album titled Denim with Diamonds. can still smell the smoking gun And see the web of lies you spun You were a jerk to cause so much hurt So much pain You drove this girl insane Had we stayed together Would have been hell forever 
I dodged that bullet, it would have been bad. I dodged that bullet, could have torn me in half. I dodged that bullet, and I'm so glad it didn't hit me. I dodged that bullet, got out of the way. I dodged that bullet, now just stay away. I dodged that bullet, thank God every day it didn't hit me. That was Dodge That Bullet from Julie Tapkin's debut album, Denim with Diamonds. From your perspective, what it's like doing TV versus film? Because they're two different worlds. Mm-hmm. They are two different worlds. That's a really good question, Lana. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it's funny, you know, TV, I would say, is like a day camp, and film is like a summer camp. Hey, that's a cool it's, way to put that it. Makes yeah. Any sense, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, you know, you usually, um, and I'm a day player, I've, I've been a day player, so, you know, usually my television shoot days are one, two, three days max, whereas for future film, I've been on set for as long as a month getting, you know, getting all the shots. But for the most part, you know, I mean, you're, you know, you're generally, everything you're doing is, is generally the same, you know, and you go through your process, it's exactly the same for television and film, courtesy. Uh, with your crew is, is paramount. Yeah. Um, and professionalism, be on time. I don't care what kind of project you're, yeah. you're doing. You know, those things are, are the standard across the board. Yes. Very much so. You talked about being in the play when you were seven. Was that your defining, defining moment when you knew you wanted to be an actor? If not, what was the defining moment that you went, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go for it? You know what's so funny, Lana? I've always been an entertainer, so I was the entertaining, uh, you know, member of my family. Yeah. I always, you know, participated in community theater through high school, college. Uh, you know, I was a mass communications major in college, so I did theater as part of that curriculum. Um, it wasn't really until um, I, I was married, probably. Well, our, our first year of marriage, then my husband and I decided to move to Branson, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that seemed to fit my sensibilities a little better. And so I, I worked professionally in Branson for 15 years. And uh, in that time, around 2012, randomly, an audition notice came up on Facebook. Uh, we weren't on in groups. I wasn't looking for acting jobs. It was just a random, I know, God thing. You know, yeah. That it just happened to just come up there, and my husband saw it and said, you should submit for this. I've been working 15 years in Branson at a steady job. I didn't have a headshot that wasn't 10 years old. Yeah. I didn't have a resume that had more than, you know, those two shows on it. Um, so I kind of blew him off a little bit. But he just kept on me. And so we wound up submitting to that. And I got the role of my first experience with film. Uh, it was a movie called Surrender. It was a great experience. And from that moment on, then we, um, we decided, you know, what have we got to lose? The, the worst thing I can do is tell me no and send me home. So we, we just thought, I mean, the fear factor is gone, and I have support from my family. Right. So um, let's do it. What have we got to lose? You know, that's kind of always been our attitude. We can always come back and do this, you know, whatever we're doing at the moment. We can always come back. Yeah. Um, but if we don't go forward, we'll never know if we could. Yeah. So that, that kind of is how um, I got into the industry full time. Sure. Um, we just decided, why not? You know, they can send me home if they want to. <laughs> so far, they haven't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> most, 
challenging aspect of being an actor, um, I would say, is my own confidence level and not getting in my head. I hear that so often. I really do. And it, it really is debilitating. It can be debilitating if you let it be. If you just, you know, you've got to say, and, and you hear it all the time, trust the process and trust the emotion. Just trust yourself, you know, and, and it's the truth. Yeah. But if you don't, you know, you can get in your head and, and really um, create some problems for yourself um, if you just don't don't trust yourself. So that's truly what I'm learning to do is just trust myself. If I make a mistake, um, you know, hopefully I have a director that, you know, uh, will guide me in the, in the proper channel. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, just really being open to collaboration, you know, understanding that film, television, music, I mean, honestly, nothing is a solo operation. It takes so many people, so many talent, so many perspectives um, to really make a beautiful and wonderful piece of art. And so, um, you know, that's, that's how I get out of my head is, you know what, it's not about you, Mommy. Yeah. <laughs> you do your job, let this guy do his job, and together we'll, we'll come up with something wonderful. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I feel like sometimes, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, you being a director, sometimes I feel like actors resent directors, um, a, you know, contribution, um, and, and I'll be honest with you, there was a time in my life when I did, I mean, I've never said anything or outwardly protect that, but, you know, in my mind, I think, well, you, don't, you know, you don't know my backstory, you know, where I'm from, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and so, I, you know, I really had to turn that around and say, well, you don't know where he's coming from, you don't know what his perspective is or her perspective as a director, you know, what is the overall vision, you know, and so many times, in fact, Lonnie, you are a director that did this for me, would give suggestions and open a, a wormhole to a perspective that I had not considered, you know, you think you get kind of tunnel vision, you think this is it, this is, you know, this is the emotion, this is the right way to get, and then when somebody opens up a little window and shines light in a corner, you're like, oh, well, that's a very interesting layer. And so I think the, the most damaging thing an actor can do for their own performance is to not consider other options, to not allow um, someone else's perspective to open up your performance. Absolutely. Oh, wow, thank you. That was a nice compliment. Thank you, Julie. Dialogue memorization. That is something that I see so many actors struggle with. And I think a lot of it is because they don't put the time in to learn it. I think they, they put enough time in to where they think they know it or they think they know enough of it that they can get on set. I got the gist. I got the gist of it. I got the gist of it. <laughs> yeah. To the gist. Yes. That's horrible, isn't it? That's a horrible mindset when you're portraying a character. It is a different Yeah. Right, right. How do you feel about dialogue memorization, and what are your skills at handling that? Girl, I memorize everything. I, I memorize auditions. I memorize self-tapes. I memorize just um, acting exercises I find myself. Because uh, I personally don't work well with sides in my hands. Uh-huh. I, it takes me out of it. No matter how hard I try to, you know, ignore them, I know that I have sides. And so... My process now that I've learned and um, kind of developed through the years is, you know, first thing I'll read the script and highlight 
my my parts. You know, first thing, read them as I'm highlighting them. Um, and then I'll talk over the script with my husband, you know, what's going on and, and you know, what do I want? <laughs> you know, right. those basic questions, you know, that you do. And then as, as I begin doing my script work, you know, and really digging in to find the little nuggets of information that a writer, you know, will slide in there, um, in parentheses, you know, or, you know, yes. you know, there's so much, you know, written in that one word. Um, and in that process, I begin to get the, the, the picture of the scene or the picture of what my sister is trying to communicate. You know, so there, therein comes the gist. Yes. So that's where a lot of people stop. They're like, I got the gist. Yeah. Yep. You know, so I, I get the gist. And then, and I'm very blessed. I have, I have a very supportive husband who is, you know, 100% in this with me. The only thing he doesn't do is just in front of camera work. Yes. So everything else he does for me and with me. So we talked out, and we, um, he, he runs lines with me. And really, I have found, Lana, that, that the more I do my script study and consider my character choices and the you know, reasons why they're in this situation at this point in time, the worst is kind of come to me. I mean, I, it makes sense if you really think about it in an overall picture sense. And then what I do, once I know the words and this has been memorized, I get up. If that makes any sense because acting is so much more than the words. Absolutely. You know, and so I feel like again when we when we stop it, I've got the gist, and it becomes about the words, and it becomes about what we're you know trying to recall in our heads from what the writer put down, instead of these are words that are coming out of my soul, my thoughts, my experiences, and I'm not going to say them in complete sentences with perfect commas. And exclamation! Yes, I'm going to um, think of it. I mean, I'm going to have to bring up these words from memory, from from an authentic place of I'm coming up with these words. You know, I'm thinking about these words for the very first time um, in my head. And I think that that's where the challenge for fun actors lies. Um, is is it's frightening to think I'm going to forget my words on purpose. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not constantly running lines in my brain. I'm running the scene in my brain. And then, and this is why I like about consistently training, I then get to practice that. So for two days before my scene work, I won't look at the script necessarily. I will be rolling it around in my head, and then, you know, my partner and I'll go over it before we perform it. But I have found that for me, um, that brings an authenticity of thought. It yes. You know, words don't just readily roll off of our tongue in in our everyday lives. You know, right. About phrasing and, and you know how how we're going to convey this respectfully, you know, right. or not, depending on your scene. You right. Know? What current projects are you working on right now that you're able to share with us? So, uh, so we're still training. Um, I did get a, a, an audition request yesterday, which was nice uh, for a, a television show. Um, so, you know, we, we are still working on auditions. Um, the projects have been postponed. Um, I honestly believe it's a, it's a great opportunity to regroup, to yep. you know, make sure that everything is in it. Because you well know, production is a is a um, an honorary child. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. You know what I mean? It's so contrary, you know. So, um, you know, I, I don't I don't have any fear of, you know, 
them picking back up or not picking back up. Um, there, there will be, you know, an opportunity where something else might take the place. Um, but right now, I'm really just focusing on um, getting the album heard. Uh, I had some gigs lined out, singing um, gigs that, that, you know, have been postponed. So honestly, Lana, right now I am just working on preparing myself for whatever um, production or project or performance um, I'd be blessed to have. And I think that's what a lot of creatives should be doing right now, since they have time um, mm-hmm. to look at it, try to look at that silver lining in the situation and look at it like it's a great time for writers to spend time writing. It's a great time for actors to be working on their skills. Yeah, I think that we just have to find the silver lining in this and be prepared for when everything kicks in because it's going to go when it does. Yes, I, I agree. And honestly, I, that's you know really how I'm looking at it. It's just uh, this is a great opportunity for me to make sure that I'm prepared. Yes. You know, look at everything I'm, I'm working on and and decide which is worth my effort and which is worth my time and and maybe what's not. You know, I'm I'm maybe not suited for every single role that's ever been written. <laughs> <laughs> we I like to think we are, that. right? <laughs> Oh, yes, of course. Absolutely, I can play a 73-year-old man with uh, hypertension. Yes. What hobbies do you have, Julie? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm an avid reader. Ah. I love, love, love to read. In fact, I'm heartbroken because our library is closed right now. Right. So, what? So, I'm I'm rereading, you know, my Uta Hagen book. Hey, there you go. So, as a book, you know, I'm rereading those things. So, I love to read. Um, I like to grow things. I like to garden. I like to cook, eat, so that's a good thing for them. Yeah. <laughs> What's your specialty? Do you have a special dish that they love? I make fried rice, pork fried rice, which oh. I made for dinner last night. And actually, I had been promising my son that I'd make it for three nights, and then last night he just, you know, was like, we're doing this. It's like, <laughs> that's it, Mom. It's <laughs> so tonight. It's on tonight. Oh, nice. Now, do you collect anything? I'm not much of a collector, really. I am kind of a minimalist. Oh, okay. It used to be, um, you know, my my family growing up, um, mother is the youngest, but her parents went through, you know, the depression and all of that, and so they were very frugal, and very, you know, we're the, we're the family that saves the tinfoil, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. The plastic bag, I bought the tinfoil stash and the plastic bag stash. But I try very hard to just kind of keep things minimal because I have found that chaos in my environment cycles my personal creativity. Yes. And there's something around, you know, if I see dust on a collection, rather than work on my scene, that's going to take all my thought process and that's all I can think about until I get that taken care of. So I have found that if I keep things simple, then I have a lot more time in the day to concentrate on what... I believe it's more important. Julie and her dusty collections. Sounds like a kid's book. That's like a kid's book. (laughs) We throw it out and get a new one once it gets dusty. (laughs) Now, this is a sort of heavy question. Do you have a disappointment that sticks with you? I I really don't. I I really don't. I want to have, you know, like some great, you know, story of, you know, heart crushing, overcoming, (laughs) you know. (laughs) But the truth of the matter is, 
um, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, and I believe that God holds the future. I believe that every closed door is, um, you know, his, his way leading me a different direction. So anytime something doesn't work out the way that I hoped it would, uh, I've matured enough in my faith now uh, to really understand that um, I don't know everything. I don't know what I have just been saved from or what, you know, could possibly have resulted from my having gotten absolutely everything I ever wanted, you know. So I try to look at life that way. I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for every single thing that I have, the opportunity, um, every experience. I mean, honestly, Lana, is, is you know, the, the world ended today or, you know, my career just stopped today. I would be grateful and uh, proud of the things that I've been allowed to accomplish, the things that I've been allowed to experience. That's a great answer. Oh, yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, sometimes it's, uh, you know, you get these, the soul-crushing, heartbreaking answers, but then other times, see, you get an epic answer like this, Julie. <laughs> so who inspires you? Everything inspires, everybody inspires me. Yeah. I mean, really true. I mean, I, you know, I've got, I've got my celebrity idols, I guess. I mean, Dolly Parton, of course, is, is um, very inspiring to me. She's just the full package all around, um, you know, business, talent, all of that. Um, but you know what? I get inspired by um, my best friend who just cooked four to six large pans of penne pasta and took it to the police department um, after the, the uh, tornadoes. Yeah. Um, not, she, you know, just on her own. Just, she just, you know, that was her. She felt called to help. She did. She wasn't a part of any, you know, big movement or anything. Um, and that just inspired the daylight out of me. Sure. I woke up on Saturday that I'm making penne pasta for, for our civil servants. And she did it. And, and honestly, that do-it attitude is what inspires me. Somebody just gets up and says, why not me? Yeah. I can do that. That inspires me. So I know you have a list because I have a list. But who are a few people that you would like to work with in the future that you haven't had the opportunity to work with yet? <laughs> um, I would love to work with Ashley Blasher. Uh, she, you know, I, I just, she, uh, she was the, the lead in Unplanned. And I just was... Uh, so moved by her dedication to that character. I just think she's a lovely person. I love to work with Ashley. Um, I've not worked with Mimi Sagadin. Um, you know, of course, as far as your, you know, top tier level A list guys, you know, any, I'd love to do a Cohen's Brother movie. Oh, sure. Cohen's Brothers would be just that, I mean, that would be, you know, I could die now and everything. <laughs> I really want to take <laughs> you know? yeah. I just really love their writing and respect their um, their filmmaking abilities. Love them. Those are good ones. What is your favorite type of cake? Um, I kind of prefer pie. Brian Dobbins is going to love you. <laughs> Cherry pie would be my favorite dessert. Um, you know, chocolate cake in a pinch. Just, you know, I'm sure. not going to turn down. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to turn down any pastries. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if it says butter or bar in it, um, I'm pretty much, I'll be your girl. <laughs> okay, so cherry pie. Wait, have yeah, cherry pie doesn't have to be warm. 
does not have to be warm. No. No. See, I lo- I, I'm a cake person. I'm a cakey, moosey pudding. <laughs> See, that's like a tongue twister. Those are, that's like my go-to. I like pie, but I'm so picky about it. It has to be warm, and it has to be a la mode. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, so. that's kind of like fun is. But no, man, I'll, like, midnight eat eating pie out of the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> the light of the fridge. <laughs> and if you come and catch me, I'm like that mouse in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You're going to make me have to go buy a pie now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, why do I crave pie? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is a big future goal that you have set for yourself? trying to get my music heard. Uh, I, I never would have thought that that would be um, so hard, I guess. I mean, I, I knew that this was hard, but, um, you know, we're just trying to get it out there and, and let people hear it without um, being, you know, too obnoxious about it. Sure. <laughs> you know, if, if you know what I mean. You know, I have a 15-year-old son that homeschools, and so our biggest goal is, you know, making sure that he's a, a viable citizen of humanity yeah <laughs> you know some days are better than others yes <laughs> most days are better than others. I'm, I'm yeah. very blessed I've got, I've got a, a great family um you know that's probably my short-term goal right now um really just take one day at a time and and even try to do the best I can and you know what even if there's a day where I don't get a darn thing done and I stay in my jammies all day to be okay with that let that be okay for me <laughs> you know yeah I okay. You are doing something. You are resting. Yes. You can always work on your script memorization in your jammies. No one would know. I know. <laughs> That's the best part of being a <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I love that. Actually, it's funny. I have never been productive in, in pajama pants. But, you know, so as a creative, I work from home a lot. And as, as homeschoolers, uh, you know, that is... We're very, we get up and get dressed for the day. I mean, we wear right. real clothes and we wear shoes and we brush our teeth and, you know, we don't leave our out for, you know, days on end. But that's an important um, thing for us to do personally to just remind ourselves that, you know, um, you're human. you got to take care of yourself and, and you feel productive when if someone came to my door and needed me to do something, I could leave right away. Right. You know? And yeah. You're like, oh, God, please don't let anybody call or come over to <laughs> I'm not ready for that. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to see me in my paw print pajamas. Nobody <laughs> wants to see my pumpkin print pajamas. <laughs> now, what if you could give a really good piece of advice to the listeners, what would it be? You know, don't take everything so seriously. To have a good sense of humor and to be able to laugh at yourself. To be able to laugh at, you know, situations that we find ourselves in. To remember that we're all in this together. You know, we are all riding around on the same marble. It's important to lighten up and laugh and give yourself a break. Give me a break. <laughs> break. That would be my, my biggest piece of advice. Give each other a break. It's okay. <laughs> That's fantastic advice. It really is. Because I think a lot of people have lost their sense of humor. I'm afraid so. It just is... Um, Depressing, we've got to laugh, I and mean, humor is a great gift. Yes. You know, um, it, it really, truly is. And laughter, I believe, is the best medicine. You know, give it a shot. What have you got to lose? Yes. You know? Laugh a lot and drink plenty of water. Right. <laughs> and you'll be healthy. Drink wine. <laughs> 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 water, right. <laughs> now, where can people find you on social media? 
I am on all the platforms. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I have my own website, JulieTapkin.com. Mm-hmm. And anything you ever wanted to know about Julie Tapkin, you can find there. And now, are all your um, social links on your website, too? Yes. Oh, easy yes. peasy, exactly. kids. So yeah. Fantastic. And uh, follow me on Facebook and Instagram. I, I you know, love to hear from people. Um, I really appreciate the people that have um, heard my music and, and reached out and let me know how they like it as a songwriter. Um, that's imperative because I've always got, you know, I mean, you know this one just came out. We're, we're writing the next one. So it's, it's good for me to know what's resonating with people. And, but I really appreciate the people that do take the time to, you know, just, just give a quick word of encouragement or, you know, just to, hey, I heard it and liked it. Well, Julie, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Oh, girl, thank you so much for your time. It is so, so good to connect with you again and to share these exciting things uh, with you. I'm just so grateful for you and, and how you get up every day and just make it happen. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to keep my eye on you and all the awesome things that you have going on, and you and I are going to work together again very soon. So I hope to do it. All right, please do. All right. I will talk to you again soon. Hey, you're welcome. Feel free to share this podcast with your friends and family. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at It's Me, Lana Reed. Also, stop by Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review. Many thanks to the musical genius of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech for our super slick theme song, Jet Fueled Vixen. Thank you to Michelle Lawson for our witty and fun disclaimer. (laughs) 